0: You are listening to Get Your Sexy Back podcast with Kim Coffin, empowerment, sex, love, and relationship coach. My goal is to bring you uncensored healing and pleasurable wellness through sacred sexuality, sex positivity, and empowerment that feels good to your body. So as a collective, we can release shame, reclaim the places we've been most disempowered, reconnect to our body, remember who we are, and step into our unapologetic power basically breaking down the walls of our conditioning and the patriarchy together. My Pussy is so excited that you are here. Let's drop into this week's episode. Welcome to the
1: Adult Sex Ed Masterclass for Men. I'm so excited that you are here and whether you're watching live with me or whether you're joining on the recording, on the replay. And yeah, we're going to dive into all the things first. But first, I'm going to introduce myself. Nice background level, thank you. I appreciate that. A little bit more about me. Uh, my name is Kim. Kim Coffin. I am a certified trauma-informed, deeply trauma-informed, somatic, body-based empowerment, sexuality teacher, speaker, author, and coach. And uh, as well as I specialize in tantra, sacred sexuality, relationships, um, all of these different places that kind, kind of in this, in between all these gaps, really allowing you to, to. Give you the tools to unleash your your sexual confidence in healing and unlock profound new levels of self-love of pleasure of empowerment of healing you name it with yourself and in your relationships so that's a little bit about me um and this is meant to be as interactive as you desire it to be i definitely do not want to chat the whole time i'd rather uh answer questions and i'm going to start sharing lots of lots of good stuff to, to get your brains kind of going but um, I'm here to answer your questions and and take you through you know this whole journey of what it looks like to really step into your power in in your body as as a male embodied human um, and embrace the masculine so that you can be in relationship with the people that you're in relationship with where you can stay strong in your masculine and really connect to body and pleasure and really up level those levels of ecstasy and play. There's so much yumminess in there for us all. So. so I'd love to know, we can start off, what comes up for you when I say sex or sex ed? Like when you saw there was an adult sex ed for men going on, um, what were your thoughts around that? What came up? You can drop it in the chat. You're welcome to um, unmute yourself and share if you'd like to. I'd love to know what that feels like and what you're what you're thinking and where you're coming from right now. And at the same time, We can also use a scale system of like one to 10 of how comfortable you are right now with sex and sexuality for yourself. Um, One being not very comfortable and 10 being like, I'm a pro and I'm very comfortable and, and so forth. And this can, you know, there's varying degrees of sexuality that we can play with, but you can welcome to share as much or as little detail as you'd like. So sex that is tragically missing in our education system, which causes a lot of problems. I agree. It is tragically missing in our education system. Uh, And it causes a lot of problems. And it can be really, really confusing. It can be really confusing for us. And it can be really confusing for our partners. And for tonight's call, um, I am going to speak to the terms of men in front of me who are, unless somebody tells me differently, Um, are working or having relationships with women specifically. Um, I do work with all genders, but I do want to clarify that for tonight, I'm just going to speak to the the male and female per se, because there's a lot of confusion I find with the people I meet and the people I've dated that they're like, you know, what do women want? And and how do I, you know, connect in this way? So this is what the the purpose of this is where I'm going to speak to. Now, if you have questions um, about other relationships, I'm happy to answer them, but just for naming that i wanted to name that tonight and so thank you very much for sharing it is very very lacking i actually remember my first like sex ed class in like grade 8 and it you know it wasn't very great it was you know there was the boys and the girls everybody was in the class and they passed around this bottle of you know all these pieces of paper with a word written on it and everybody had to reach in and pull out a word and then you had to open the word when it was your turn and read it out loud And then tell the class what that meant. And if you didn't know what that meant, it wasn't very fun. Because as you can imagine, a bunch of grade seven and eight um, girls and boys, it was awful. And my word that I actually pulled out was masturbation. And I had never heard of it before, for one. Uh, And I had said, I pronounced it masturbation. Like I was like, what the fuck is this? I had no clue what it was. (laughs) Right. And everybody laughed. And of course, like, talk about bringing in more shame and more embarrassment into an experience that, you know, was supposed to be teaching us and is for learning. It was really, really uncomfortable. And, um, you know, I also, you know, recognize going into teenage years, 20s, 30s, beyond, I had to use alcohol to get out of my head during sex. I had to almost like numb out. As a woman, I had to numb out to get out of my head and be able to even experience pleasure with a partner. And this is, you know, really hard because women, I find, don't know what they want. I'm wondering if you you both um, notice that in partners. They they don't know what they want. They're not sure about their own bodies. And then you don't know what they want and they can't tell you what they want. So it's like quite a big clusterfuck, for lack of a better word. Um, and it can be really, really hurtful and harmful onto relationships. And it's really confusing and hard and and I've seen this in my own experience and I've seen this in a lot of clients as well. And men also do not know what they really want. That is also a really, really good point. It's, it's. We've been taught with, around our sexuality to have so much shame and so much fear. Like, do you remember like what you were taught in your sex ed? I think it was like, don't have sex. You're going to get an STI and die or don't have sex because if you don't get an STI and die, you're going to get pregnant and you're going to wish you were dead. Like, that was literally what I was taught. And that's not taught about pleasure. It's not taught about following your pleasure. There's no talk about what can even be experienced in sex as a couple. So it's really, really disempowering for many couples as they move through. And then we're you know, relying on our partner to tell us what they want or what we want. Sometimes we hope that they know our body better than we do. And then we're relying on TV and movies and porn. And that's not accurate either. And it's a very toxic way for us to be getting our sex education per se. So the new way that I have learned in the last many years is way more self-honoring and pleasure-based and holds so much more compassion and acceptance for, for both my partner and I, where we can bring in tantra and we can bring in sacred sexuality and we can play with our pleasure and learn how to communicate and learn how to Weave, which Tantra means weave. I'm gonna go into a lot of a lot of tantra explaining what that means, but it really does mean <clears throat> pardon me, to weave sexuality with spirituality. It's like coming into who we are and connecting to who we are and going deeper. And then when we go deeper within ourselves, we can go deeper with our partners. So I'm gonna share a bunch of tools that you can bring into your pleasure practices or you can bring into sex with a partner that you know you can start to weave these things in, which is just a a beautiful way of of relating. There's so much yumminess available. Yeah, I'd love to hear your experiences about your sex ed, so please. I had similar bad sex ed experience in Catholic school. It's really, really hard. So on a scale of one to 10, where would you say you're at right now in how comfortable you are in your sexuality and having sex with partners? Would you put one being not very comfortable, up to 10 being very, very comfortable. Like where have you gotten to since really bad sex ed experiences to now? I'm really curious. Just so I can direct us to where we're going right now. Nine, fabulous, good, very, very good. That is really good. And I actually used to say like my, my sexual experiences before I learned how to do this work, you know, they I thought they were pretty good. I thought they were okay, right? And yet, if I look back now, after diving into the sacred sexuality and tantra realm, they were more like a two or three out of 10. And now I'm more at the eight. And I still only give myself an eight because I know there's like so much more available to me to play with. So you're comfortable with your sexuality, been single for several years and find meeting and starting a relationship and initiating more sex, more difficult now that I'm older. Okay. Interesting. Thank you for sharing. Um, I appreciate that appreciate knowing that and we can you can ask more questions around that if you'd like to as we go here so there's two parts that i find and and by the way is there any questions that you already know that you do know that you want me to address tonight anything you specifically really want to learn more about please just drop it in the chat i'd love to know so i can focus a little bit more on those parts as we go and if there's nothing then you can just ask questions as we go too Feel free to put that in the chat if you're thinking of something. So there's two parts I find to focus on to become the most epic lover for women and for men out there, which is one, knowing what your partner wants and how they work, which is very important because sometimes they don't know how they work, and also learning how to reconnect to you, to your body, to your pleasure, and and doing your work to disentangle any of the places where you're holding conditioning or limiting beliefs or shame or fear around your body and around your sexuality. So there's two pieces and I'm going to cover both pieces tonight unless we dive into a whole pile of different questions. But that is my point and my my goal tonight is to cover these two parts because I think it's really important. Uh, I keep hearing from men that they, you know, have all these questions about the women that they're dating and they just don't know. So I think it's really important to fill everybody in. So there's six main keys that I would say there's a few others, but six main keys that are really, really important for having better sex on the whole, experiencing deeper, more spiritual, more ecstatic experiences. And number one is intention. Intention is like really, really important. How you show up in intending to have sex with a partner or even in a pleasure practice really it changes your trajectory of your experience. So the intention plays a huge part. So we don't really think about this, but if you have the intention of, okay, what what are we going into this practice for? Or what are we going into um, this lovemaking session for is really, really important. And it's kind of like having a North Star of just like grounding in, okay, what are we doing here? What What are your goals? What are your desires? What would you like to come out of this experience? And you can have this conversation with yourself, but you can also have it with your partner. One of the things I actually want to speak to, because I did mention the the masturbation word, um, is a word that I actually choose not to use anymore. Because the word masturbation, I'm going a little backwards here, but the word masturbation means to soil one's hand. Uh, And we were talking about a moment ago about bad Catholic school experiences, like, you know, just thinking about the meaning behind a word is so important. And the fact that it means to soil one's hand just has a really negative meaning behind it from the get-go. So I actually generally use the word self-pleasure and that's what you'll hear me using going forward kind of thing. And if that feels better, I invite you to take on a new word because words matter. That was a little side note there. So number two, the really deep key there that we want to play with is focus. So where we put attention, our attention really changes our experience. So if we're doing a sacred sexuality practice or having sex with a partner and we're putting our focus onto our root chakra onto our cock or, or pussy, depending you know, what gender we're playing with, and we're putting attention right there and breathing into different places and moving it through our body, focus makes a really, really big difference. It changes the vibration of things. Some people say they can feel energy and some people can't. I'm curious to know where, where you're both at um, into feeling your energy uh, specifically or not, but you can actually learn to move your energy through your body by using your focus and by using the next key, which is breath. Breath is so important. And so many of us repress our breathing and we don't really pay attention. We don't notice that we're breathing, right? It's just a natural thing that happens. But when we slow down and we start to bring focus and bring intention into our breath and play with this in our sexual experiences, whether with a partner or on our own, it changes things big time. So regular breathwork, even before a session, before a practice, or before having sex with a partner can really open up the energy states in our nervous system to allow for these deeper, better sexual experiences. And breath also drives those localized sensations. Instead of having, you know, that drives them and moves them through our body, we can use them to move the energy with our intention. So it's um, really, really powerful to bring in breath and uh, like a conscious effort to bring in breath. What about being honest with your intentions to express them to the partner? Yes, very, very important. Thank you for asking. And, and I'm going to go into how you can reconnect with your partner in a moment. So I'm going to add those in there as well. Thank you for sharing. So important, so important. The next key to having, you know, epic, epic experiences sexual experiences is allowing your body to sound and many of us have repressed our sound we've been to well start let's go back to you know sex ed in high school and university you're told to be quiet like you don't want anybody to hear you and this starts there I think with a lot of shame and fear around sounding but then there's also the repressed sounding pushing it down don't want to be too much make too much noise I think that goes for both genders um, and then there's also the sounding that can turn very faked, right? We see porn and we see movies. We're like, oh, we're supposed to sound like that. And instead, we can actually bring in this true, authentic, deep coming from all parts of our body, feeling the pleasure throughout our body and allow ourselves to drop into this wild, like true, authentic sounding that leads to better sex because it's actually all connected um especially in the female body we actually have our throat chakra is like really mirroring our cervix and womb and all these places and when we can unlock one we can unlock the other and Sound is a really big key to unlocking a lot of our pleasure and allowing it to increase and enhance in our body. And if you're not used to sounding, this can feel really, really uncomfortable, right? It's like you have to start somewhere. And I find generally in your own solo practices, sometimes a little easier to start and then slowly get comfortable and bring it into partner. And hey, if your partner's doing work with you and you both know you're supposed to be sounding and playing with actually what feels good and true without fear of being judged, then you can jump in there and play that way. I work with a lot of couples that way as well, teaching them how to have these experiences together. Humming together, yes. Humming with breath, a really simple, easy practice even before any intimate experiences going into five or 10 or 15 minutes of breath work. And once you're into the breath work where you're into a connected breath with no pause between the inhale and exhale, bringing in the feeling what you're feeling in your body and just giving it a sound. It can be a hum. It can be a sigh. It can be a anything whatsoever, right? But just every single breath tapping in and tuning into what is alive and what does this feel like and giving it a sound practice that for a little bit and things deepen and change in a way that I can't even explain. It's something that has to be experienced. Absolutely powerful. And then the next key that goes along with this is also inviting in movement, like looking for the movement where you have repressed, where you're holding back, where you're contracting, where you're holding tension and you're not allowing it to free flow and be unleashed and to move in an authentic way of what feels good to your body. Because again, we've been told this is how you should move and this is how you should behave and, and just from movies and TV because we haven't been taught around you know what it looks like to actually be in your body to actually be in your pleasure to actually express yourself with yourself or with your partner so really allowing that movement is key and then energy i touched on it a little bit a few minutes ago but energy is powerful and we can be very very disconnected from our energy and very insensitive to it not feeling it or even judgmental towards it and yet We can shift our sexual experiences when we're willing to lean in and play with it. Just be curious to see what's there. Just to be curious to transform and transmute the energy that is going through our body, going through our chakras that we can play with. And this energy, so if you think of energy, this is an easy way to explain it. If you're not familiar with energy, you can drop it in the chat. If you are familiar with energy, if you feel it in your body or not, I would love to know. But you know, that That turn on feeling, that buzz, that, ooh, you know, I'm a little turned on right now. That is an energetic feeling. Like That is an energy that then we can take our breath, breathe into that energy and use it to move it through our body and just draw it up. And again, with intention, by visualizing it, putting the intention to do this in the beginning, by putting our focus and visualizing it, by sounding it, by breathing it by playing with it in this movement and all these just other different keys that I've been sharing, we can actually transmute this energy and bring it through our body. And that is where we can activate higher and higher states of consciousness during sex, during play, and we can open heart and open third eye. We can have full body orgasms, energetic orgasms. There's so much possible. And I'm gonna dive into orgasms in a few minutes as well. I think it's important for everybody to, to know what is possible for all genders. And then I actually have a bonus key that I want to play with. And I do want to speak about energy for a moment before I go on. Um, I've had clients that I've worked with that do not feel energy. They're like, yeah, I don't feel it. But when you're playing with practices, I've been in practices with them, but I work on Zoom. I'm not even in person with them. And, you know, they finish the practice. They're like, what was that? So it happens quick once we start to feel it everything we realize, we've always felt that we just maybe weren't putting it together of what it was, or we were so disconnected from our body that we weren't actually feeling the sensations that were happening in our body, which is very, very common. And uh, absolutely no shame if that's the case. That was me for many, many, many years. So very disconnected from my body and from my pleasure. So I totally get that, if that is the case. And then the actually bonus key that I did want to add in there, which is sexual training. Like, it's like, Workout. You can't just go to the gym and explore, not go to the gym and expect to get biceps. You know, just by going once, twice a week, these you know amazing shoulders just a couple of times. You need to actually put it into practice and work out and and practice on deepening into your own sacred sexuality journey. So this is where we get to play. There's tons of of practices like um, well, there's tons. I could go into. So much, but they all contribute to increasing your testosterone, having better pleasure, experiencing better pleasure, feeling more in your body, and having better sex. And it doesn't actually matter which practice you're doing. Once you set the intention and start playing with this, you just start deepening into. Um, So, sexual training is key, actually putting time aside. So, I would probably say, I probably have now about probably five pleasure practices per se a week. They can be, and they're scheduled in my schedule. And sometimes they move around and sometimes they stay where I put them. But there can be anywhere from five minutes to 30 minutes to 45 minutes. It doesn't matter. But it is like a workout. You have to like practice in sacred sexuality, in learning what feels good in your body and playing with breath and playing with sound and playing with movement and playing with your energy and, and seeing where you can take it which is really, really amazing. I'm going to dive into a little bit of Tantra as well. So some of the questions I had in advance were, how do I reconnect to my body and create more intimacy? And the second part of this was, how do I stay true to myself and to the women I'm dating or in partnership with, which is also about reconnecting to body, to partner, to all these pieces. And I think it's a really amazing question, which also kind of feels into the question that was asked a moment ago about what about being honest with your intentions to express them to your partner so I'm going to put them all in one little thing here and, and talk to them so yes to being honest with your partner about your intentions about what you want about what you don't want it is super hard sometimes to speak up to share what you want and to ask for what you want to ask them what they want And yet I have learned that when we can open up and take a risk, even though it feels really, really uncomfortable and really open the lines of communication with a partner and simply start by asking and being vulnerable also with what you are sharing it can open up things big time. It can feel really uncomfortable because our brain wants to tell us that that is not safe. You will lose safety, love, or belonging if you share your deepest, most vulnerable truths. And instead, I actually want to invite you to try it. It is powerful and some people won't like it. I have to be honest, some people won't like it. And are they really your people then? Right. You kind of want to think that through. It was like if you share your truth and you're vulnerable and you are not received properly on the other side and held in a compassionate, loving way, is that somebody you want to be with? And if you keep bringing yourself back to that thought, it makes it easier to share your truth about what are your intentions? How do you want to play? Um, one of the great conversations, which I'm going to share, that I highly recommend with a partner, whether new or long-term partner is the R. And I had to think of the first letter. It's R BDSM. So you think of BDSM, but it is R BDSM. So these are conversations that you you can have. So the R actually stands for relationship. If you're already in a relationship with somebody, you might not need to have this full conversation. But if you're dating somebody or meeting somebody, you know, discuss what is the R. So what's your relationship status? What are you making this connection mean? what are your your rules if you're already in another relationship are you in an open ethical you know monogamous relation, non-monogamous relationship like what are the the rules around your play so being honest around your relationship status and asking them what theirs is and also you know going in a little deeper of what are you making it mean if you're going to go into this relationship or this experience together so that one's really important and then the b is for boundaries what are your boundaries what are you playing with what are you willing to play with what are you not willing to play with what is a maybe you get to go in and talk about your boundaries what your desires are and and your boundaries so the d is actually desires. so we're going to go into that one as well right next but i like to put them together like we all have different desires and we also have boundaries around those desires. So the, the B and the D are very important. What do you desire to experience? How do you desire to experience? Sharing these things and having this conversation is so important. And if you can't do it right away in person, sometimes it's easier to do a via text with somebody that you're seeing or dating and you're just like, hey, can we chat about this? What are your boundaries? You can also do it on the phone sometimes. That is easier. And ultimately, you can get to the point where you can do it in person. So you can take it at different levels depending on how comfortable you are. Um, the S in our BDSM is your STI testing, STI status, where are you at? When's the last time you've been tested? Is there anything we need to talk about? Um, Things like that, what protection we're going to use, stuff like that. So you can go into that whole S conversation around STIs and so forth. And then the M is the meaning. Also, if we have this experience, this encounter together, whether, you know, Even if it's as a a couple, like, what are you making this mean? If if you're going out and playing um, with a threesome or something like that, what is this meaning? Or if you're brand new in a relationship and you're meeting somebody, what are you making this mean if we have sex tonight? Does it mean we're in a relationship? Does it mean we're just having sex? Like actually having this conversation and seeing what is there. And what I've found is just having these conversations creates so much trust and so much safety just from being vulnerable. And I know that first step to have this conversation can be uncomfortable, but it can change your experiences like tons, tons and tons and tons. So the other part of this is how do I reconnect to my body to create more intimacy? And I would answer that with that is the practice, the sexual training, coming into pleasure practices to reconnect to your body actually learning what you feel in your sensations in your body, learning what feels good, learning how to use the keys that I explained earlier, the breath, the movement, the sound, the intention, the focus, the energy, learning how to play with these in your own body, reconnecting to your body, and then taking that into an experience with a partner. That is how we create more intimacy. And some people are like, yeah, but my partner hasn't done this work. So how does that work? And My partner hasn't done this work. I'm just going to speak from personal experience. And it doesn't matter. When one of us is connected, is slowing down, is playing with energy and breath and sound, and is really embodied, the other partner naturally starts to feel this and starts to feel, it's like they're feeling more safe, right? There's a I'm pulling, pulling a blank on my word right now, but they're feeling the safety that we're feeling in our body. There's, um oh my gosh, it's like going from my brain right now, but there's a, it's like a, we connect that way and they feel it, they feel the energy and they start to settle just by being in presence with us, by us reconnecting to our body. So to reconnect, you want to start playing with these tools. You want to sexually train to use this type of sacred sexuality tools and these keys for better sex to reconnect, to actually see what you like, to actually see how you can take your orgasms, how you can take your pleasure, which we're going to go into multi-orgasmic in a moment. And this, you know, is the next part of the question: How do I help my partner reconnect to her body by staying true to you, by reconnecting to you and your body? She, if it's a she, is naturally going to start to again feel that safety and that trust that you are bringing. And I love this piece when when men can. Then be and go into their masculine and and hold strong in their masculine and in their confidence, it actually allows the feminine to open. And it's creating that safety. It's creating that platform that allows the feminine to open and the feminine to surrender. And that in its own, is creating such a beautiful dynamic around intimacy, around connection, around um, relating, whether you're, you know, having, more casual player, whether you're in a deep relationship, just by doing that, it shifts everything, everything, everything. So my next thing that I wanted to talk about, somebody was asking about what about lube and foreplay? And I want to go deep into this foreplay convo because I think it's really important. Most women don't know this. So I know most men don't know this. Women take a minimum of 20 minutes to turn on. And they are not generally ready for penetration before that. It takes a minimum of 20 minutes for her entire vulva, um, vaginal canal, and every and clitoris, which I'm actually going to show clitoris here for those who do, maybe know or maybe don't. My clitoris fell apart a moment ago, so when I hit my desk. Um, so here would be you know female anatomy per se. And um, we have the clitoris, which most are figuring out now, you know, up at the top, but I really want to speak to this. So it takes 20 minutes minimum for the clitoris to engorge. And the clitoris isn't just right here. Clitoris is actually this entire bulb area. We have bulbs and legs in the clitoris. And as everything swells up and turns on, everything literally swells up and turns on. And only then is a woman technically going to experience very pleasurable penetration. So most people don't know that. And I wanted to speak to that. And also want to speak to the lube conversation too, because lube is also really, really important. Um, and this goes across all boards. You know, we sometimes people are like, yeah, but I'm so wet, why do I need lube? And it changes everything when we add lube, it allows things to slide and glide. And allows you not to get to a point, especially for a female identifying human, get to a point where it actually can feel very tender and almost like um, overstimulated, like over, it's almost like chafing, right? So if you use lube, you can actually stop that and it is comfortable during, but also comfortable after. Um, And I highly recommend um the good clean love is the one that i highly recommend um i'm noticing it now in the pharmacies here which is really really cool but good clean love has an osmality of a really aligned ph for uh, a woman's pussy and it actually helps not dry out different tissues during sex so now if you're going to use a lube you want to use um generally water-based for sex. But if you're going to play with anal play, you do want to use a silicone-based lube of some sort or a blend of a silicone water-based lube because the um, the during um, anal play, you will actually absorb the lube through your anus and it'll actually disappear and it won't feel very good. So you do want to use some silicone if you're playing that way. And then I have a couple questions here. Most men like to pleasure their partner and most women like to be pleasured. So, why is sex so difficult? Mm, that's such a good question. Starting from the female body, women have a hard time receiving. It's one of the first things I teach women to do is to receive. It is not easy for women to receive. And then next part on that is women also have a problem speaking for what they want. So, if something is happening, from their male partner, and it doesn't feel great. Women aren't speaking up and asking for correction. So I also have noticed in my experience that men generally like a lot more pressure than women like. So it can have you know a misunderstanding there, a simple misunderstanding of how much pressure. Generally, not always, women like very, very light pressure. And one way that works really well is to ask them to show you on your hand, what kind of pressure they like, like just literally touch, you know, knuckles, hands and see what kind of pressure. And you can do the same with them because it could be way more easier, right? But as you said, why is sex so difficult since men like to give and women like to be pleasured, but a lot of the times women don't know how to receive. So how you can help them to receive is to ground in your body, to do the work, to Feel really connected to your body, to your pleasure, to speak your truth, to be vulnerable, to show up in that way, and to create this safety, this safety and and trust with you and her so that she can surrender. Yeah. So that's what I would speak to that. Um plus the swelling makes the vagina tighter, which means more pleasure for the man. Yep, all of it. All all all, all of it. Um, a lot of people, and there's a lot of, you know stories out there. And I want to speak to, you know, menopause for um, women. So menopause specifically, technically menopause is a flag in the sand. And it is literally just one year of no period. Perimenopause is the 10 years before 1015 depends where hormones are waning, and, and disappearing. And a lot of people think that once a woman's going into menopause, like, that's it, like, there's, there's no pleasure there, she's dried up, there's, there's not as much turn on, and it's not true. So that's why I want to speak to it. Generally, there's not as much turn on for a woman as they're going through these years, if they are not taking care of themselves, if they're not using amazing um, self, self-care self and so forth. So our ovaries are actually what is producing a lot of our hormones through most of our life. But as we go through perimenopause and menopause, Our ovaries stop shooting out our hormones and we actually start relying on our adrenals. So that's what happens. And our adrenals are there for stress. So if women are in perimenopause and their hormones are waning and they're stressed out, they're not going to have much libido. They're not going to have much turn on because their adrenals can't do it all. They are fried. So it really makes a really big difference when women learn how to bring in more self care and take care of themselves. And then for both genders, all genders, learning how to follow their pleasure, learning what turns them on, learning what turns them on in the bedroom and out. This goes for for men as well. What do you like? Um, I come across many, many men, including my partner right now, who is like, what do you want? What do you like? What do you desire? And he's like, I've never been asked this before. So I think this is really important when we can start to play with our pleasure and with our desires because in our everyday life, not just in the bedroom, because it turns us on when we're following what we want. And if we're turned on in our regular everyday life, we're going to be more turned on in the bedroom. So there's a whole pile of mix-match information that I wanted to give in there. So um, questions here. Menopause, that is mostly the issue that I've encountered with my partners recently. Do you want to share more of what you have encountered, what the struggles have been? Okay. Okay. Maybe this is it. So two of my close female friends have had more body image issues now that they're experiencing menopause. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way. It can actually be the most turned on, the most alive, the less hormone fluctuations going up and down and all around all the month long. It can be the best time ever. And It simply involves some work. It involves a little bit of work of learning, again, how to reconnect to your body, learning what you like, learning what turns you on, learning to speak your truth, learning to be vulnerable, learning how to uh, ask for what you want. All of these pieces are so, so important. I find the biggest place that we've been the most disempowered for thousands and thousands of years is, is our sexuality. So by learning how to reconnect and to reclaim our sexuality and our pleasure, we start to reclaim our empowerment in our bodies. And then we start to yeah, heal these body image issues. And th- they're a real thing. 99.9% of women out there do not like their bodies. Whether they are a size 2 or a size 12, it does not matter. And that, unfortunately, is really, really, really hard. And it's because of mixed messaging and, and the media and all of these things out there. But it can be fixed. We can actually come back home into our bodies by reconnecting. And this is what I found sacred sexuality to be so powerful in Tantra. By the way, sacred sexuality and Tantra to me is one and the same word. But I found this is what learning how to enhance and come home into our sexuality is so powerful for every single gender because the biggest place we've been most disempowered. Some more questions in here. I just want to make sure I don't miss anything. Oh, yeah. In my experience, a lot of women use menopause as an excuse to stop, stop having sex. It breaks my heart. Breaks my heart. Um, like pretty well in menopause at the moment, and having the best sex of my life. And it can be this way. That's what I want everyone to know. Um, and this goes for all genders. This is like the time to play. This is the time where generally, you know, children are grown and moving on into the best phases of our lives, where we actually can have more freedom and more maturity and more confidence to play. But unfortunately. There is a lot of toxic messaging around body, around sex, around pleasure, around sexuality. And this is why I'm here to rewrite these scripts and help people help people see that. Because in a lot of cases, women do not like sex. They are getting so they're looking for an excuse, yeah, very, very possibly. they're not they're not asking for what they want. They're not feeling pleasured. The other thing that also can happen is trauma can show up, especially in menopause. So if there is sexual trauma of any sort, and this can be from a bad pap smear, this can be from a boyfriend that penetrated them too early or kind of pushed them into something. This can be from giving birth. Like it doesn't have to be actually a sexual assault. But typically, if there's sexual trauma, which ultimately almost every single one of us experiences this in our lifetime because of the society we live in, what happens is it is going to show up in perimenopause. It is going to show up in the early 40s. And if we don't deal with it, it'll actually end up being a really, really rough perimenopausal and menopausal time. Because our body wants to heal. Our body is like, it doesn't feel comfortable. And if we don't heal it, and if we don't learn how to heal these pieces, we actually start to disconnect. We're like, get out of body because it's too painful. And this goes for everybody. This goes for all genders. So there's some healing work to be done there and maybe they're not asking for what they want or maybe they don't know what they like but it does not need to be this way it can actually be the best time to have the best sexual experiences with the deepest connection and the most open vulnerable relationships because hello we're grown up right like there's so much play here yeah these are really really good points thank you for sharing what else are we going to talk about? So I was going to talk about orgasm and climax as a, well a little bit, and you're welcome to ask more questions if you have them. So a lot of the time people think a lot of like orgasm and climax is one and the same, right? Like we kind of use those words interchangeably. And what I have found is climax is more where we're having this quick peak up and quick peak down. And generally it involves tension, not always, but generally it informs, involves some form of tension to hit this quick peak. And it can feel good in the moment, but it's a very quick over and done with kind of thing. What actually can happen for men and for women, for all genders, is we can learn to extend our orgasms. And our orgasms are where we're hitting pleasure and pleasure is being activated, but it's not this quick peak enough. It's more of these rolling orgasms where we're experiencing pleasure throughout our body and we're moving the pleasure throughout our body. When we practice sacred sexuality, when we practice tantra using these tools of breath and sounding and movement and focus and energy over here, even on our own one on one, what happens is it starts to come into our sex with partners. And then what happens is we naturally are using these tools that we've practiced over and over and over through our trainings and with partner or solo, where we're actually starting to move our sexual energy through our body. We're starting to move it with our breath. We're leaning into our pleasure. We're sounding. We're opening up our voice. And there's intention and focus and energy and curiosity and openness. And what happens is our orgasms shift instead of these quick peaks and climaxes, they shift into these cyclical waves and rivulets and oceans of these beautiful, beautiful orgasms. And what I'm noticing also is when women, you know, learn how to squirt per se, there's also this there's release in here, and there's less of a climax. There's just more of these multiple, multiple orgasmic states. So this is possible for all genders and men can also become multi-orgasmic. It's using these tools that I was sharing, you know, the breath, the focus, the intention and learning how to have these orgasms move your sexual energy through your body without climaxing. And of course you can always climax in the end if you desire to, Um, but why? Why maybe you're wondering why you should wait. One, you last longer, which is always fun and you're experiencing more pleasure. And two, energy, um, sorry, climaxing drains men's energy. This is from the Taoist tradition where it actually is draining. And it is, you know, that's why most men are like, okay, I need a nap now, now that I've had an orgasm or a climax. And most of the time we call it an orgasm, but we would to call it more of a climax once there's an ejaculation happening. So it does drain your energy. And three, we're also playing with your sexual energy for even longer amounts of time, which is very enlivening, very pleasurable, very sacred. This is where you drop into more sacred experiences on your own or in your relationship. So you can use the tools like I was sharing earlier for breath and sound and focus and intention and learn how to become multi-orgasmic where you're playing with the orgasm, you're playing with the waves of pleasure that are pretty damn awesome. Um, you know, a couple of friends and I were talking a few weeks ago, would you rather go back to the old quick up and down climaxes or the hours on end of orgasms, and the answer was like, Oh, I'll take the hours on end orgasms. We don't need the peak climax, we can actually learn how to spread it out and move our orgasms through our body. There's also a ton of different orgasms that are available. So, you know, for, for a female identifying body, of course, there's clitoral, um, which most people are familiar with, but there's also womb, um, G spot, energetic. Um, you can nipple orgasms, throat, third eye, heart. There's so much full body energetic orgasm. is all possible. And it's also all possible for the man. There's so much available to you when we play with Tantra. So I wanted to dive into a little bit more of, you know, what is Tantra? Are you both familiar with what Tantra is? Have you heard of Tantra before? Have you played with Tantra? I'd love to know a little bit more in there. Yes. Awesome. Cool, cool. A little. Great. Awesome. Um, but you know, Tantra is an all encompassing philosophy of liberation, of freedom through wholeness. It's about using the tools that I've been sharing, the, the ease for better sex, and bringing them in. But it's also about that weaving. It's about weaving the spiritual, what we feel in our body with the spiritual. Did I say physical and spiritual or spiritual, whatever? But weaving the physical with the spiritual. It's about playing and it can be practiced either solo or as a couple. And it's a beautiful way to connect with your body, to connect with your sexuality, to connect with your pleasure. And it really does allow you to access deeper levels of your feelings, of your sensations, of your energies, and ultimately go beyond who you are. And this is where sexual experiences with a partner feel like so aligned, like so connected, so deep, so energetic and, and almost out of this realm like I, I can't even describe it it's like one of the things that I keep finding myself saying is like what is this like it keeps going deeper and deeper and deeper and this is with me who is you know a tantrika and who does practice tantra and has for many years with a partner who does not um he's just learning right so it can still and he's still like wow what is this right because there's a transcendence that's happening between the partners when we play so, as I shared earlier, it's the, it's the the intention, the focus, the breath, the movement, the energy, and bringing it all together in sexual training. And this is what makes you, you know, yourselves an epic lover where you are so connected to your body that you can also hold space for your partners to surrender into those, which is just so yummy. Uh, I am trained with Layla Martin and in the Institute of um, Tantric, uh, Integrated Tantric Sexuality. Uh, what else have I done? I've done a ton of things. Um, I play with a bunch of ISTA communities as well, but my certifications are through Layla Martin. Yeah. Uh, and lineage-wise, um, it's... Um, I always pull the name um, wrong. Are you asking lineage? I don't, I don't know if you're asking lineage or school. I'll just double-check. Um, I want to say shy. I hate this word and... Uh, got my perimenopause brain going on, put it that way. All my words are disappearing from me. Yeah. So it's Kashmir, Shainism, that is the right one that I'm changing. So I'm also certified in like classical and Neo-Tantric philosophies as well as Taoism and playing with all of these on top of energy, chakra, Hatha yoga, Kundalini, playing with all these different pieces as well as I'm certified in like the emotion code and breath work and, and bringing all of it together. There's so many different things that I have studied over the years. So, and Layla is um, certified and has been over you know 30 years through um, Ma Anadash Sarita as well as through Osho. So it's the whole lineage that is um, also includes Mantak Chia, all of that. So it just depends what lineage we're talking about, but it's it's beautiful, beautiful practice and a beautiful way to mm. unleash this epic, epic pleasure and, and weave and weave the spiritual with the sexual. Yeah, you're welcome. What other questions do you have around your body, your pleasure, your partner's bodies, their pleasure, how to interact? I specialize also in relationships. Like I'm happy to answer any other questions that you have around anything here? Yeah, a lot of the Tantra schools, including Ista, have been dealing with a lot of the Me Too. Where do we find a safe Tantra school if that even exists? Yeah, so I know Layla will be training men. I just don't know when. And I have seen, uh, so this is Layla Martin. She will be opening up to men in the next year or two. I do know that. And I do know that there has been a lot of issues with some different ISTA stuff. But I also know from other really good friends that there are some good ISTA schools and coaches and people. And just like everything, you have to own your own sovereignty to take care of yourself. If you're doing something that you do not feel comfortable in doing, you need to speak up. You need to say, yeah, no, just because they're coaching you or teaching you doesn't mean they know better for your body. You know better for your body. So I think we can go into anything at this point. Um, I know I can and and really deeply trust myself to when my body says, Mm-mm, this isn't right, like to not do it, to speak up, to speak my truth and say no. So there can be um, definitely a lot of unsafe Practices and harm caused from when we're diving into sacred sexuality. And there's also people who are going to say that they were harmed from a school or from a coach or from, you know, a specific thing that actually just haven't dealt with their stuff, unfortunately. And were they harmed? Maybe they weren't ready to do that work. Were they harmed? Sure, they, you know, experienced harm. I'm not negating that. But a lot of the time they're getting triggered by something that they just haven't been, uh, they haven't integrated in their own system. They're not being true and honest to themselves. They're pushing themselves past their window of tolerance and doing things that their body said no to. So I think that part of bringing in that safety and really itching. I teach my clients right away of how like you have full sovereignty. If it doesn't feel good. You need to tell me, you need to speak up because if not, you're actually causing harm to your body. And some people keep going down this rabbit hole of pushing and pushing and pushing because they want to get somewhere in sexual healing and into sacred sexuality. And that pushing is not where we want to go. We actually want to slow it down and allow our body to go as slow as we need to do. And I'm not saying it to negate their harm or trauma, but it depends on the people. And yes, there is also some harm. Mm-hmm. There is both. So no matter what school or anything you're looking at going into, you have to you know, trust yourself and, and trust your own body. I'm not familiar with the Human Awareness Institute, to be honest. I, I am not familiar with that one, yeah. And I think in every single container you go in, there are going to be people that say harm was caused. So no matter what, right? Because not everybody jives with everybody, unfortunately. So, again, no matter what container you are in, I think it's really important that you stay true to yourself and speak your truth and go as slow as the slowest part of you needs to go so that you can stay safe and that you can stay grounded in your body and not blow open your window of tolerance and actually traumatize yourself, which is really, really important. My my certifications include a lot of trauma awareness, and I continue to study trauma specifically because I don't think we can separate trauma from sexuality at this point, right? We've got thousands and thousands of years of, of unhealthy patterning around sex and bodies and sexuality uh, that has been toxic. And it, it's 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 trauma, whether we want to look at it that way or not. And we, to decode that, to heal that, to rewrite those stories, we have to be able to hold our nervous systems really, really gently so that we can do, do that. Oh, interesting. Sky dancing is me too free. Maybe because the main leader is a woman. Maybe, and I'm still there's. I'm sure there's still people that don't like this work, right? Or her work. I'm guessing it's her because you said she's a woman, um, right? It's there's certain people we drive with, and certain people don't. So you really do need to take your own sovereignty to take care of yourself and do that. Yeah. Any questions else around like sex and your body, your relationships, anything around that at all that you want me to answer as well? And, or if you want me to speak more about Tantra and how I work with my clients, I'm happy to do that as well. You can let me know. How do you get past the shame of sex? Yes, that's a good question. First, with my clients, what I do is I start to you know see where the shame lies, see what is there, see where it came from, um, try to identify. We don't always need to know what it is, but s- start to find what is in there. Then we get to sit and I work very, very somatically with my clients. So yes, we're doing some top down, some talk, but mainly we're doing body work. We're doing the bottom up because the body never forgets anything, never forgets a trauma and never forgets a time it was shamed, never forgets a pain. The body never forgets and we can do the healing work when we go back into the body. So the next piece I do is we start to rewrite the sexual story where we start to find a new sexual story without the shame. Instead, with more pleasure, with more truth, with more aliveness, we start to listen to your body and see what does your body want. Um, So we're rewriting this sexual story and getting underneath and then starting to literally integrate the shame, heal the shame. I work with some inner child work. I work with um, breath work, which allows you to release fears and triggers and traumas and a whole pile of different stuff. I work with emotion code and a whole pile of different pieces that Again, you're using it all to bring it together to actually heal the body and start to create that safety in sex, in pleasure again, in your body. If we can create that safety and that trust again and feel that pleasure in our body, we eradicate the shame. That's a big, big part. Any recommendations? Um, learning more about Tantra books? I think I am less knowledgeable about this. I think that I am less knowledgeable about this. Um, I would look at actually doing work, like actually doing programs or coaching or work myself over books. Sure, books are great, but just like I said, going to the gym, if you're like, Hey, I want to learn how to, you know, build my biceps. I'm not going to say grab a book for it. I'm going to say, let's dive in and practice, right? Let's, let's start actually playing with Tantra and experiencing it in your own body and learning what it is for you. So that is what I would honestly say around that, because sure, you can understand the philosophy and so forth around Tantra through a book, but most of the book reading is like so mind boggling. And it's something that you honestly need to feel. You need to experience it for yourself to understand it and using these tools, just like what I was sharing, using the breath, using the sound, using the intention, using the movement. Using it to move your energy through your chakras, through your systems, and and bringing that into sacred pleasure practices, just the same as we would go to the gym to build those biceps kind of thing. So, I would say practice. That sexual training key is number number one, way more than books, because again, we're in our head in the book, and we want to get into the body. We want to get into the body and practice and feel it, experience it. Yeah, it might not be the answer you wanted to hear, but that's my suggestion. But yeah, if you've if you've had some aha's here tonight, um, or even if you're just like, ooh, this is scary, or this is, you know, whatever it may be, I really want to invite you to, to to reconnect to your body, to learn how to uplevel your pleasure, your your relationships, your intimacy. And this is this is what I do in private coaching. This is what I do in group coaching. Is both and. I have a bunch of different containers for male and female identifying humans out there right now. For men, uh, the only way to work with me is one on one. Um, I do have two private coaching spots open at the moment one person's looking at one this week um, so it might be down to one but that is what I have right now and this is where we work with you this is where we work with your desires this is where I take you through tantric practices um, on zoom and in the privacy of your own home you are always muted and your cameras are always off for practices like this and where I also provide recordings so that you can take the recordings of what we did and then have your own library and continue to deepen into your own practice. Rewrite your sexual story, deepen into tantric practices, sacred sexuality practices, playing with all of these pieces. And, and what this does is really allows you to drop in to really become your most amazing epic lover to reconnect to your body where you are deep in your masculine like in your power and where you're able to invite the feminine to surrender in your experiences and this is where we get to play this is where you get to learn how to communicate learn how to deepen into into intimacy learn what you like learn how to ask her if it's her what she likes and really also stay true to yourself what do you want this is so so important What do you want? So typically I work with my clients for six months at a time, six months private one-on-one coaching with um, three 60 minute sessions each month. There's also unlimited messaging support in between if anybody's struggling with anything and wants some help. And right now I have the two spots open. Um, It is $800 a month to have the private coaching And if you'd like to hop on a call and discuss what that would look like in detail, you are welcome to. I'm actually going to drop a link in the comments. If you want to talk further about this, you can just book a free call with me and, um, or if you're struggling with something else, you're welcome to book a free call with me and um, we can see, you know, what's going on. And and if I can help you with that, I'd love to support you that way. I want to speak to that shame of sex again, too. It is very, very possible. I was extremely, riddled in shame around sex, body, and sexuality um, for most of my life. And it like this, I was not always a sexuality coach. If you told me 10 years ago, I was going to be a tantra and sexuality relationship coach now, I'd be like, "Uh, no, not happening. I held so much shame uh, around sexuality, around sex, around my body, around my pleasure, all of these pieces. And it really truly is possible to learn how to come into your body and how to reconnect to your body and how to eradicate that shame. And tantra sacred sexuality is the key. It is the, in the portal that has been the most freeing, enlivening, best thing I've ever done in my life yeah. <laughs> is learning how to play and just really reconnecting to who I am. And that's what it allows with full approval, full compassion for every single part of me. Yeah. Well, that concludes our, our masterclass for tonight. I hope you enjoyed. Have a good day. Good night.
0: I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you got a juicy nugget or two, scroll down on whatever app you're listening to and leave a five-star rating and review. I invite you to follow me, join the conversation, the weekly lives, and a lot of other amazing free content in my private Facebook group, Let's Get Your Sexy Back. You can also friend me personally on Facebook, Kim Coffin, and follow me on Instagram at Get Your Sexy Back Coach. If you'd like to be a guest on the podcast, Don't be shy. Reach out. I'd love to connect with you.